0: Hi, I'm Cory Luna with Patch Dispatch, and with me is Richard Hogbin. And we're here to we've got a couple updates with you on July thirty first, twenty twenty three. Uh, Rich, what have you been looking at lately? Um, let's see. The uh, first thing I've
1: got is well, <clears throat> do you want to talk about the uh, the
0: Bella? Yes. So, just recently, I just heard about this module from an Instagram post from a different company, from Bella, and Bella Labs have been working on a module called Gliss, and it's a like almost like a touch controller. I think is the, probably the best way to to describe what Gliss is. It has a memory, and it can, and you can control sections of your patch with this one module and i believe it's a 4hp module has this wonderful uh, d- uh, little like touchscreen goes up and down and it has a light that follows where your finger goes and then it can has a memory to to call back where you had traced basically uh, it reminds me very much of some of the make noise pieces that are that are touch plates, which is a very much a, a very popular thing that Make Noise has been playing with. And it seems that they've taken it to a new level of making a programmable sequencer just by moving your, your finger up and down on their screen or on the touch plate, I should say.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I like their take on that idea because there's, I think I've seen similar modules, but this one, it, it, at first, it's also multi touch too. You can use two fingers on it, right? That's right. Like narrow in on, on results. Yeah, that was really cool. And I, and and, I really uh, like the the feedback of the LED underneath, which gives you, it's like a really simple way to show it,
0: um, but really cool looking too. It definitely is. And it, it makes me even more interested This to have, you know, it's always great to have modules that actually light up and have a, a traceable light mm-hmm. that that is constantly... In flux, moving back and forth, up and down, that depending on how you have uh, programmed it. Mm-hmm. Um, it. It looks pretty cool. And from what I've seen on the website, is that I don't think it's actually available for purchase yet. It looks like last year in 2022, they did a crowdfunding uh, campaign to get the funds to, to get it developed. And it looks like they were able to successfully get the campaign uh, funded. But I haven't seen when they're going, I'm going to uh, publicly release it yet.
1: Yeah, I guess we'll have to check the um, either their YouTube or cr- the crowd supply might have information on it too.
0: Good point. Yeah. All cool. right. And so, and for our next module, do we have another? Oh, the Hermods. Um, plus, was it Hermod Plus?
1: Yep. The new. The <clears throat> yeah, the new Hermod. Um, this uh, was announced. It's actually been like a month now, um, but it's definitely a popular uh, sequencer module for your rack. For those people that like, you know, that big like master control program module, um, Scorp has uh, desktop uh, sequencers that are fairly popular, and this is this was like their sort of modular version. And for the new version. Um, they uh I think they borrowed a lot from the uh HapAX. They uh let's see, uh, they made the screen bigger, they redid the interface. I think uh new track buttons, what else? I guess uh a new uh, random generator uh for for notes and um also uh generative MIDI effects. So yeah, you get That's like cool. the, the polyphonic step sequencer.
0: Yeah, from you know, the website, they've got some, they actually have.
1: Yeah, it's it's cool. It's definitely, you know, it's one of those sort of uh, sequencers that you don't have to sit in there and, and, you know, program in every every step. It's a little more, I guess, uh, you know, you can kind of uh, do user stuff. User friendly. Do stuff on the fly, play with it versus program mm-hmm. it kind of thing, um, which I don't know. I, <clears throat> I kind of prefer that style versus, you know, having a bunch of preset patterns. We have to make before
0: yeah uh, ditto and i like the fact that they on their website for the hermod plus they have a key feature section to show what's new for the updated version of hermod which would you know there's the, there some great little things that make it really fun that i might end up getting one because any module that has record live is always great for me anything mm-hmm. that can the in your case that can record everything that you're performing. I, I like the idea of that. Right. And I know there's a few other modules that have that feature, but it's not white. I don't think it's widely used. Right. I think the other models. one, the other one
1: I like a lot is um, that you can record uh, CVN So, um, and then edit versus having, you know, <clears throat> from another module recorded into that and then mess with it and then send it back out. So a lot of Definitely. a lot of cool integration with your rack there.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, there's some really great, great features on the new Hermod Plus. That's gonna be a fun. That's gonna be a fun module. I might have to I may have to split it for that one. So that's a good nice like a nice, <laughs> do a, a nice you, one. Do you
1: have a big like uh what's your like main sequencer right now?
0: So I use two actually for uh what I'm doing if uh you probably can't see too much back here, but we've got a little bit over here. You've got Pamela's new workout and i've getting that uh patch between is controlling organizing crime on peaked mode or i also use uh medic metaq mode for that and then i have the make noise renee sequencer so yeah. that you i can actually uh, manipulate the patch just from touching the lights so renee is is definitely a a
1: main big
0: sequencer module so it's huge. It yeah. is definitely one of the biggest modules I own. It might be the biggest module I own. Right. But, but you get the whole touch the interface thing. and all the knobs and everything. So I mean it's, it's it's definitely worth it if you understand what's happening in it because it it's one of those sequencers that has so much going on that you really have to read the manual to understand what's happening. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's 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 actually once you get used to it, it's not that hard. You know, it's actually a really great performance sequencer mm-hmm. that's really designed for you know live performance and you can take it that to any performance as long as you know where what's patched to what you can b- bring things in and out you know with uh, just by sliding your fingers up and down on those lights and mm-hmm. I think it's one of the most wonderful features that I still really enjoy using yeah for sure yeah let's move on to some album releases so there's two albums that have that uh, I just learned about actually today and and there's there are also bands I have not heard of that until today uh, the first one is push by sextile and I believe they're a New York based band that have been around since about 2015 and they're very uh, I'm sorry Actually, they're LA, not New York. My mistake on that. But they've been, they're very much a hard techno sound, which is really, you know, very, very much a club style. And it's, and it's pretty, I like it so far. It's hard hitting, fun, and just kind of catches your ear really quick. And have you had a chance to listen to any of the, any of the tracks of this uh, pre-order release yet, Rich?
1: I did. Uh, well, the preview there, I, I was taking a look, listen to it. It's Yeah, it's pretty good.
0: Pretty cool. Yeah, so that's where, definitely something that...
1: Where did you run across this one?
0: I found this one on bandcamp.com. Mm-hmm. So if anyone wants to find it, uh, the you can go to uh, Bandcamp. I'm sorry. It's a sextile. Dot should be the link,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and we'll have that in the show notes, of course. And then the second uh, notable album release that uh, that is also brand new is called Radio Silence by Andy Pickford and Liminal Mind. I believe is a collaboration. I could be wrong about that, but it looks pretty. Again, it's, you know, it's another uh, techno album, but it's not as hard as the previous album, as I mentioned. It's, more, you know, it's got a bit more ambient style, a little bit more chill with the electronic synth style. And it looks like it's out of the UK, out of uh, Derby, United Kingdom. And uh, Rich, have you had a chance to take and listen to this one? I did, for a bit, <laughs> before the show. Yeah. Um...
1: Yeah. I like this one too. I think this a little more my style.
0: I think so too. Yeah. I've, I was definitely taking a risk sending you, um, push <laughs> and because that's definitely not something that I've ever heard you play. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's definitely like very much, that might be a bit more my speed. Um, I, I like the, I like some of the, you know, more edgy techno out there, but, uh, definitely like the, the chill mode is definitely more your style for techno. The rich, uh, have you acquired any new gear lately? Um, well, I
1: don't have, it's not new gear, but I have a new app for newish gear. Um, I have an app for the play date, uh, <clears throat> and it's kind of cool because, um, the Playdate is a, um, sort of startup, um, game, you know, handheld game console. And um, there have been a lot of games on it, and a lot of people have been waiting for sort like music apps because it it looks like a teenage engineering product. Uh, it's it was uh, co designed by teenage engineering, um, but sold by uh, Panic. Um, and there's you know there's like an aux Jack, there's USB C, which I've heard has a secret API um, that you can run controllers on uh it's got the side crank uh, of course um, <laughs> it's got a speaker which is not great but it works and then just the A B buttons so the app is a music app and it's a granular music app called granular i can play a sample of it but but basically you load samples into it it's got um five playheads and um effects it's a pretty cool app for 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 this little guy let me um See if I get a sample to come up here. If you can hear it. Uh, So there's a music box.
0: It's pretty cool. Um,
1: You can see the playheads kind of uh, going through. (laughs) That's cool. Yeah, it's a neat, a neat little app. Um, but I'm excited that there's now apps coming out for music for the for the for the Playdate. Um, the next one I'm waiting for is a a tracker. That would be fun, <laughs> mm. <laughs> like LSDJ. You know, it's basically a game. Okay, player. cool. So yeah, that would be that would be fun.
0: Far out. That's a cool piece. I may have to pick one up for myself. These are looks like about 200 bucks mm-hmm. online right now.
1: Yeah.
0: So that's, uh, that's, that's decent, actually. It's that's not, that's not outrageous for what it is. But we don't have too much more, but uh, unfortunately, we wanted to let you guys let anyone know who hasn't heard already that uh, just yesterday, July 30th, the actor and, com- and comedian Paul Rubens passed away, best known for playing the character Pee Wee Herman in the 80s. And a lot of us who grew up in that time uh, watched his TV show, saw his movies, B, uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure, Pee-wee's Playhouse, I believe was the TV show. And it's, uh, he, he passed away at the age 70 of cancer, which is very, very sad. Uh, and uh, let's have a little uh, moment of silence for Paul Rubens. And uh, Rich, you had actually mentioned to me uh, the passing of Paul Rubens in text earlier today. What is your experience with him as an actor?
1: Probably, you know, you mentioned Pee-wee. Um, I probably watch Pee-wee's Big Adventure at least once a year, <laughs> and it's only, like one of my go-to movies. <laughs> Uh, well, I don't know. I just like you know, it's, it's a Tim Burton film. Like it's got that sort of, um, adult creepy comedy to it. It's not the, you know, the morning <laughs> kids show. That's a little more whimsical. Um, mm-hmm. it plays off that, but no, it's a, that, that was, that was one, that of, one of my favorite movies probably I really like that one. But I, I mean, I watched this, I watched the, you know, the morning shows too. Um, I'd also seen some of his stand up stuff, which was, you know, back in the day. Um, I mean, you, you know, like that he was Pee Wee for me. So,
0: no, yeah, me too. It, it, uh, he was always Pee Wee to me. That was my favorite role of his at all times. And uh, I listened to a podcast interview with him some years ago. I believe I was listening to Nerdist, which is uh, Chris Hardwick's podcast. And he had, interviewed Paul Rubens uh, about his career and he talked about Paul Rubens talked about uh, uh coming up and going to uh the, the groundlings and how he, that's where he developed his character Pee Wee Herman and some other notable uh actors and actresses came up at the same time as he did uh Elvira uh, was one of the people that he mentioned that he knew uh when he was part of the groundlings and that was that was a that was a very good interview it was really fun and he's always you know been very protective of he was always very protective of children and what and who are watching the show cuz he even mentions in the podcast that he was uh, a cigarette smoker yeah. when he was doing the show and he tried to make sure that that children never saw him smoking cigarettes mm-hmm. cuz he didn't want to influence kids like that Mm-hmm. So uh, it was a he was, he seemed to be, be I you know, I've never met him of course but he seemed to be a very respectful person.
1: Yeah, I mean I I'll have to check out that interview. Um but um yeah, I mean I've heard the same the same stuff so cool. Yeah. he will be missed for sure.
0: Well, uh, now I have to go watch uh Wee's big adventure. <laughs>
1: I mean, I think you, I don't know. When was the last time you saw it?
0: Oh, uh, maybe 10 years ago. Honestly, I haven't watched it in a long time.
1: Yeah. I mean, it, I don't know. It's, uh, it's, it's funny, (laughs) you know, it's like one of those films where you're like, you don't remember how funny it is until you watch it again. And you're like, oh yeah, I like like (laughs) this movie. It's got a lot of those, there's little scenes that you like forget, you know, like you remember like the big stuff, like, I don't know, the Alamo and like, you know, that kind of things. But there's a lot of little small scenes that are just like hilarious.
0: Is that when he goes to that, uh, that, that Mexican bar and, and dances to the song tequila? Of course.
1: (laughs) 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 Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, you know, there's like the bike scenes and, uh, the pool scene, uh, uh, large March, uh, Yeah, I mean there's just there's tons of stuff it's it's pretty funny. It was.
0: Yeah. Well uh, everyone uh please go check out uh some memorabilia of, of Paul Rubens as as P. E. Herman or any of the other awesome things that he was a part of. Cuz he was a fantastic actor that I think uh his career was kind of overshadowed by his fame as that character and I think it uh, may have stifled his career at a time, but I believe he was able to still successfully be an actor that was versatile in doing other roles. And I I know what he did. It just was uh, just. I think Pee Wee Herman was probably the biggest thing he ever did. And I know that he did a couple of uh, tribute shows uh, later on in life, maybe in the past ten years. I'm pretty sure I saw a couple of specials or. He did some uh, some live performances as that character and kind of redoing uh, the HBO special that he did so long ago. So uh, that's it for Patch Dispatch. It's been July 31st, 2023. I'm Corey Luna. And I'm Richard Hogman. Find out more on peaked.website. And we'll catch you next time.